This is episode number 12 of the Polyglot Developer Podcast, and I'm your host, Nick Raboy. Hey, welcome back to the show. You've probably noticed that I haven't released any new episodes of the Polyglot Developer Podcast in quite some time, so several months have gone past now. This is because I recently had my first child, and I've been stepping away from work to try to spend more family time uh, with her and my wife. Things have settled down, and we have adjusted, so this means that I'm able to come back and start developing more tutorials, more YouTube videos, more episodes of this particular podcast. So this is my first episode of the new year, so 2017. I didn't make one in January, so this is February right now. But going forward, I should be releasing a new episode every month. The topic of this episode is getting help online. So I write a lot of tutorials, I record a lot of videos, I even have this podcast, and I get a lot of questions. The thing about the questions that I receive is not all of them are well requested. So what I mean by this is they're confusing or I don't have all the information that's necessary in order to help the individual that's asked the question uh, to the best of my ability. When it comes to asking questions, there is no bad question or no wrong question, but there are ways to improve upon how they are asked to make them better questions. And that's where I'm really going here. I want I want to demonstrate how to provide the best information in order to get the best help in return. I'm going to go over a few things that people have actually asked me on my own blog. This uh, information should hold true no matter where it's asked. It could be Stack Overflow. It could be a forum board. It could be anyone else's blog. Um, So it, it should remain consistent. Because I run a tutorial blog, a lot of the questions that I get are, your tutorial isn't working, please help. So this question is very brief, and it doesn't really provide me any information to go off of. So for example, well, what do you mean it doesn't work? Do you mean that it's printing out uh, some reverse string and it shouldn't be? Uh, is it erroring out? Is it is your screen flashing? Did your device blow up? Are you even using a device? Uh, so there's a lot of information that I don't know in terms of, well, it's not working. So to make this question better, uh, you can go ahead and say that my tutorial is not working or wherever you are, it's not working. Um, but also provide logs. Um, so if something's not working, check your logs. There's probably something in your error logs that says um, what exactly the problem might be. And that's all right if you don't understand the logs. Uh, that's perfectly fine. Just go ahead and paste them anyways because it'll give me something to go off of. And even if you don't have logs, you've checked them and there's no errors, just go ahead and paste the logs no matter what they are. So that way we can see for sure that there's no errors. That should be at a bare minimum. I, everyone always wants to see the logs when it comes to programming and software development. Now, the logs might not be enough in all scenarios. So, for example, it may not be working for you if you're using a Mac, but it may work for me because I'm using a Windows. But I don't, I don't know that. I don't know what you're using. So it, it'd be a good idea to share what platforms you're developing on, what tools you're using for, de- for developing, various things like this. So we're all on the same page when it comes to how to reproduce this problem or why this problem might be happening in the first place. So just to reiterate here, asking why something doesn't work isn't going to get you very far unless you provide all of the details on what exactly isn't working. And that includes what you're experiencing, what your logs are, 
what software you're using, what operating system you're using, what kind of device you're using, are you using a simulator, just all of the information that could be possible when it comes to troubleshooting this problem. And when you do that, we're always happy to help. It doesn't matter if it's me, it doesn't matter if it's somebody else in the community, some other developer. Having all the information makes it a lot easier. Another thing I see a lot of uh, on Stack Overflow in my own blog is I see people dump a big block of code either in the comments or as a question on Stack Overflow, and they say it doesn't work. They don't elaborate on what doesn't work. They don't elaborate on what errors they're getting. They just dump a bunch of code and ask for help. Um, so this is something that is probably not a good way to ask a question for help or try to receive help. The reason for this is because nobody likes just looking at a block of code and troubleshooting it when they when they don't have any idea what they're troubleshooting. Uh, more importantly, on some blogs or Stack Overflow, um, not everyone knows that there's code formatting. Um, so there's uh, special tags that you can use to get indentation or uh, syntax highlighting. So what you get in a lot of cases is just one big nasty block of code, which is going to be impossible to debug unless you send it through another application that cleans it up. Um, but even if I were to go take your big block of code and clean it up, that's still effort on my part that I need to do in order to help you out uh, because you didn't, uh, you weren't specific enough, you didn't, you didn't format it, uh, you just didn't provide a whole lot to go off of. This brings me back to the first point I made on the first um, question that I see a lot on, on blogs and Stack Overflow and forums is if you're going to provide a block of source code, provide your logs, provide information, be descriptive. Um, so that way we can use that information to troubleshoot that code and provide you an answer or uh, walk you through or, or guide you through finding the solution yourself. Now, the next few things that I notice a lot of aren't really related to the question itself or what, what you're trying to accomplish. It's how you're asking it. Um, and that goes a long way as well when it comes to getting help on all of these resources. So here's a question or statement that I almost always ignore. So people often ask, I need your help for this time-sensitive project ASP, ASAP, so as soon as possible. Um, and that's fine. People can ask that. The problem with that is I'm not going to help you out because chances are um, you're not paying for support. You're asking for free on Stack Overflow or some other place, and you're demanding uh, priority service. Um, so you, you never want to demand priority service. You never want to be rude. You always want to ask nicely because these are fellow developers. Um, and you're asking them for their time to help you out. Um, so you definitely want to do it on their schedule uh, in a nice fashion. And if you if you do need help fast, if you need it immediately, that's where you might want to look into hiring a consultant uh, or other kind of freelancer that might be able to accommodate you uh, on, at a faster pace, uh, but they're more than likely going to charge you for that help. On the same topic of how you ask for help, I also see a lot of people just provide a link to another resource that says, can you take a look at this link? In these scenarios, the person who posted the link or asked me to look at that link, they probably didn't describe what exactly is happening. Um, so what this says in my mind is you've spammed this link on various help boards, so forums, Stack Overflow, uh, my blog, other blogs, uh, and you don't really care who helps you as long as somebody helps you fast. So you, you're trying to get your question out to as many people as fast as possible. And that's fine. Um, but you know what? If, if you're asking on my personal blog, for example, um, you're asking pretty much for my help. Um, and if you're asking for my help, I kind of prefer it that you're asking only me for help. 
Um, but that's just my preference. Um, that's not necessarily um, how, how it comes down to in all scenarios. Uh, for example, if you really wanted to, and, and I, would, I would be all right with this, as, uh, on my blog at least, is if you were to provide that link and give me a description of what your problem is or, or what's going on, so that way I know ahead of time before clicking the link what I'm getting myself into, I might be more likely to help you out. So I do want to reiterate on some of these best practices for getting the help you need in developer-oriented situations. Um, and just note that I'm not trying to call anyone out. I'm not trying to be negative here. I'm just trying to help you out because if you don't know how to ask the right questions, uh, you won't get the right help. Um, so I do want to make sure everyone gets the right help, even if it's not on the Polyglot developer. Maybe it's somewhere else. Um, this information could go a long way. So just to summarize here, um, when you're asking a question, uh, when you're saying something doesn't work or you just want to know how to do something, provide all the details. Provide what you've tried. Um, so what have you done to try to resolve the problem or um, execute uh, whatever it is you're trying to run? Um, if it doesn't run correctly and you're, and it's um, maybe it's erroring out, maybe it's doing something else, explain what's happening. Um, and that means either providing logs or saying what exactly it's happening. And then Go, go even further. Tell us how to reproduce the issue. What, what machine are you using? Are you using a device? Are you using a simulator? What operating system? What operating system version? What software version? I can go on and on and on. The point here is you definitely want to provide more, inf more information is better. So uh, it's, it's never bad to provide too much information. Uh, you just don't want to provide too little information. When it comes to getting help, you also want to pay attention to how you're asking for help. Um, so you, you never want to be rude because most of the time, especially in my scenario, um, I'm not being paid to help you out. I'm helping you out. I'm part of the developer community like many other people are, and we're doing it for free. If you're paying for one of my services or somebody else's services, great. Uh, but in most scenarios, people are doing it for free. So you always want to be nice. Um, you definitely don't want to ask for expedited responses. Um, because of course, um, people are busy. People are busy just like you're busy. They got their own things to do. Uh, and you always want to try to not spam what it is you're trying to do. In other words, don't try to post your link on 10 different forum boards because chances are, um, if it's, if it's a particular topic that I know about, say for example, if it's angular, um, I I'm looking at other angular forum boards as well. And I can see that you've, you've, asked it there as well. So you definitely want to um, be descriptive in what you're posting. If you do decide to post it in several locations, state that you've posted it elsewhere, um, state what's going on. So that way, if, if somebody is to visit that link, uh, they'll have an idea on what it is that they're getting their sel themselves into. If you follow all these very simple and easy rules, uh, you should get a lot better help. Um, your, your questions might get answered faster. Um, you won't have to have as much back and forth between whoever's trying to help you, um, trying to relay what exactly is going on. You can get it done in maybe one or two responses, um, and everyone will be happier that way. And then maybe you'll turn around and help people as well, or even tell them how to ask a better question. If you enjoyed this podcast episode, it would mean a lot to me if you went into iTunes or wherever you downloaded it from and left it a five-star rating and said something nice about the podcast itself. So that way, other people will be able to benefit from not only this particular episode, but all the episodes that I release on my channel. If you have any feedback or your own experiences when it comes to either asking for help or giving help to another developer, 
um, go ahead and tell me about it on Twitter. Um, so I am very responsive on Twitter. You're, you're pretty much always going to get a response from me. My Twitter handle is nraboy, so it's my first initial, and then my last name, R-A-B-O-Y. Um, so just go ahead and ask it, or go ahead and, and give me that feedback on Twitter. I'd love to hear about it. Finally, I encourage everyone to subscribe to the Polyglot Developer blog. Uh, there is an email newsletter that you can get to, um, so you can subscribe to it at the bottom of the any page. Uh, you should also sub- subscribe to the Polyglot Developer uh, YouTube channel, which is actually just uh, my name, so it'll be Nick Raboy. And you can also find that information on the Polyglot Developer blog on how to access the YouTube channel. And that concludes episode number 12.